You're listening to the Buff City Podcast from so many shows.com. Bluff City Law, the pilot episode tonight. How's it going, ladies? I can't believe it's finally here. I Yay! know, I know, I know, I know. I've waited all my life for this. All your life, huh? All wow. my life. It's Christmas. You knew about this when you were like three. You knew it was coming. Uh huh. Sweet. Eager anticipation. 30 years. Anyway, for those that don't know us, I'm Jay. I'm Ariel. And I'm Beth. Bluff City Podcast. We got a bunch to do for this podcast tonight. We're going to start with a quick breakdown of the episode. Then we've got a couple of different sections to go along with that breakdown. And then we'll do whatever. Oh, I have a surprise for you ladies, too, at the end. All right, let's talk about the episode. It starts with a bathroom scene. Who wants to talk about that? The epic scream. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Voiceover of Sydney Strait talking about how a family's life future totally hangs in her hands and if she loses it's everything and then you hear the most epic scream and she's facing herself in the mirror and all you can think about is oh no it hit the fan this is not going well this is bad right and we get the scream we get the background info on edgar soriano and the family pretty tense right in the first i don't know what is that 60 seconds right indeed so we meet the family, we see kind of what Sydney's going on, and then it switches all of a sudden. We see Sydney in her element. Some big, high-profile law firm. She's at a conference table with a whole bunch of people, and she's no nonsense, right? She's rocking the red lipstick, talking shit. Yeah, she's, uh, she's definitely no joke. We watch her, how she handles this meeting. It kind of ends abruptly, I guess. It went how Sydney wanted, not how the other people wanted. We see Sydney in her cool corner office, and who shows up? Daddy. And she's like, whatever the secretary's name is, didn't I tell you he's not allowed in here? Wow, that's not good. No, we are not a fan of Daddy. But why is he there? Sad. Bad news. Uh Uh-oh, what happened? Mommy died. Unexpectedly. Out of nowhere. Not good, not good. And she goes from tough Sydney to sad Sydney very quickly. Fast forward a little bit, we're kind of at the funeral reception. Um, where we start to kind of get a look at some people that work at the firm, some of the background of the family dynamic, and more of the tension between Sydney and Elijah. It looks pretty tough. You'd agree? Agreed. Yeah. Awkward. So we start to meet these people that work at Straight and Associates, ultimately because Sydney reluctant, would you say reluctantly, agrees to come back to the firm? No, I think he made her an offer she couldn't refuse. She's a fighter. She loves to win. I think he knew exactly how to get her back, even if she doesn't necessarily want to be there. Yeah, but I think she probably had to mull it over there for a, a second or so, or maybe more than a second or so, because she does not like her dad. And so it's the, t- it's the decision. Do I work with my dad, whom I could say probably hate, and have this case that I really want to take on? Or do I just walk away from it all and not get the case? And ultimately, her love for law right. wins. Yeah, that, that story of Edgar and the family is, I guess, too strong, too emotional for her to pass up. So we meet some of the people there. Uh, we also then meet Jake. We meet Jake. He's got a new case, even though he's kind of sort of planning his exit because Sydney is returning. Uh, but Jake is given a case from who? This is interesting. Carolyn. Yeah, the mom. What's this case about? Well, it is about a man who they believe is wrongly convicted of murder. 
it is given to Jake, and this is not really his forte, so he's a little confused to why Carolyn was giving this to him, but he meets with the client, and he starts to kind of get a pull for it. He kind of starts to really see maybe why it was given to him a little bit, and kind of gets that pull towards justice. Yeah, and the guy, George Bell, he thought he was there for applesauce. What? Applesauce in prison? That must be a big deal. I do have some good applesauce. Right. It's probably Washington applesauce. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. They make that. the best applesauce. All he wanted was the applesauce. He stormed out of that meeting because Yeah, he didn't he didn't care at all. He's like, I'm guilty and then left. Give me my applesauce. That's the only thing I care about. <laughs> wow. So then I think that throws Jake for a loop. And we don't really know Jake so well at this point, too. So for me, I was kind of up in the air, like, what's the deal with this guy? Like, what's his why did he get this case from Carolyn? What what's the deal? Did you guys feel like you weren't quite sure too? He's an enigma. He, when you first meet him, his office is covered in sports memorabilia. You see some Red Sox, which means he's a fan of the Red Sox, which is a whole bad thing on its own. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, wait, it's bad to be a fan of the Red Sox. Yeah, I'm from New York. It's Yankees all day. Let's be real. <laughs> That's not good either. We're Mariners fans, and they suck. So well. But he kind of also kind of reads as an alpha male. He kind of looks like a sports guy. He's very hot shot looking. You really don't know how to read him because he seems like a stereotype, but he probably isn't. So I felt yeah. like he was a little stuck up. Mm. Like Maybe slightly older than now. Yeah, I think we got a lot to learn about him. Anyway, so we see Sydney now at the office and there, and I guess, I don't know, a, I don't want to say a preliminary meeting because they've been working on this case obviously for a while, but Sydney takes over right away, erases all the stuff that they had on the board, says, no, we should do X, Y, and Z, and really just puts her foot down, and this is how we're going to do it after all the work that's been done, and it kind of ruffles a little feathers. Yeah. Yeah, Anthony was not uh, very happy with that situation. He was very upset that she came in and upended all of their work in less than two hours. It's interesting, too, because she seems to have a bit of a better relationship with him. When they first meet in the office for the first time in a while, they're joking back and forth. They went to the same law school. They're obviously friends, but nobody likes their toes stepped on, so. Well, how would you like it if you've worked really hard on this case, you know that you were climbing an uphill battle, and someone comes in that probably not did not leave on good terms and is just like, eh the hell with all your work i'm erasing it all starting over and uh but but the family buys in the family's like let's do it well they know here's the thing though they know it's time sensitive the father's diagnosis has worsened he doesn't know he doesn't believe he's gonna make it to the trial that was originally set so they have to change it and i'm sure the way that she did it was not the way that most people will go about it but in that point you need to make a decision you need to make a decision right then and she did that so it's a little bit admirable And she also has the information of she knows the way that the corporation is going to fight because she fought that way where they had never experienced that that before. She's like a double agent. Right. Now we see them in trial and it's really, it looks like a tag team effort because they're all kind of talking, asking questions, moving the case along, but we get to see Sydney in action. So good. Uh, Amazing. What what do you guys think about, uh, her now courtroom performance after being in the boardroom. She knows how to cut people down with a knife. Ruthless, attacker, and passionate. Oh my goodness, that passion's going to get her in trouble. Well, <laughs> I was going to say, including, including towards the judge. How much is an American farm paying you? 
And that was that just And then we end up in contempt. Was I the only one that wanted to hug her after she did that? Oh no, heck, heck no. I wanted to go high five her and be like, go girl. Right. I think I laughed yeah. actually after that. After yeah. that line, I'm pretty sure I laughed. Yeah. She's saying the things you want to say to people that you usually bite your tongue because you right. know the outcome. Right. But she does it. That's badass. And that all stems from the opposing attorney did meet with them to offer them a deal. And it was a terrible deal. It was horrible. Didn't do anything for anyone. And it's because apparently they were ready to, I don't know, counterattack, tear their whole case apart. And they kind of did because they had a whole bunch of witnesses just denied. They're no longer admissible to the court. So we saw Sydney in contempt. Um, we see Anthony complaining kind of about her again. Uh, we see Jake kind of losing it a little bit over his case because he can't figure out why this guy doesn't want to be not guilty. And he's doing a bunch of research on it. He enlists Sydney's help. How? Ooh. Her ex-husband is the chief of detectives. It did not end well from how we first see them meet outside the precinct. He kind of has a puppy dog look to him like he's still in love with Sydney. Jake catches on to this. He's like, oh shit, wait, you broke his wait. heart. Wait, He looks like a puppy dog? He's like a rough and tumble chief of detective guy. What? Yeah, I didn't the way the he's looking look. at Sydney? No, look, he looks oh, like a puppy dog. come on. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right, keep going. I'm sorry. Anyway, Jake catches on to this. He's like, oh shit, you broke his heart. And Sydney's not really playing into it. She kind of gives him a look. But he agrees to meet with Jake, so. I love the fact that he made Sydney ask her ex-husband. That just, hey, I really need this favor, so please go talk to your ex for me. Get this favor done. And that was kind of a low-blow move, because he could have reached out. But you think maybe he did that because he's not happy she's there? Oh, I Probably. That. That's, I like the way you think. Sometimes. Not all the time. But that True. time you do. True. I just want to say this. I sort of want Sydney to get back together with her ex. I want their love to get rekindled. It's my no, secret wish. I don't see it. I mean, I'm the kind of the fan of the person that you can't stand ending up turning into your lover. So, like, I would say I would be team Sydney and Jake. Are we having teams already? Maybe. Halfway through episode one and there's, there's teams. No, there isn't because that's ridiculous. Anyway, so Jake oh. working on his case and he goes to who for advice? Do you remember? He goes to Della. He does. She's like, I don't know, and maybe I take this from some other roles that she's done, but kind of like the mother hen. Do you get that feeling? Totally. Okay. So yes. it's not just me. Okay. So the mother hen, Della, gives him some advice and he rolls with it. Fast forward a little bit and he goes back to see George Bell. Does he break through to him? Yes. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. He gets his applesauce and kind of a life lesson about his previous family and how they're now, I guess, okay, living a good life. He didn't have to protect them anymore. And so they choose to go forward with their appeal or at least attempting to appeal. So way to go, Jake. Good job. Maybe he isn't such a, would you call him stuck up earlier? Yeah. Maybe he's not such a stuck up jerky guy, Ariel. Jeez. We'll see. I think I call him stuck up. Oh, I thought it was her. No, I said worse. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, okay. Jake. I like Jake. I think he's going to be a good guy. I still have to figure Jake out a little bit more. He's a hard guy to read. Look at so. there. It's just the first episode. Let's not find out everything right away. True. All right, so we're back in court. Edgar gets on the stand. We get to hear about his story. 
Uh, and he's kind of a hero because he he worked at a school and the the green coat chemical that they use, I guess out of a hose or something, it burst. And it kept coming, kept coming, kept coming. I guess he doused himself, whatever. And he took off in his car with it, like still pouring all over him, even knowing at that time that he thought it was bad for him. Why? He wanted to protect the kids. He yeah, the well or something was there, right? The well, the water well was right. uh, really close. And yeah. he knew that if it got into the well, it'd get into the water and then everyone would get sick. Yeah, so he was kind of heroish there. Very selfless. Yeah. And that's why you just want him to win. Because you're like, you're a good guy and you're going to die. Speaking of winning, Emerson shows up in the middle of all this kind of monstrosity of a case. And he's got some good news. Emerson has some news. He has a thing that says ND, which normally would mean a non-disclosure agreement. But he figures out it's the initials of somebody who worked for the company. And they're going to find her. Dr. Dr. Deemer. Because what's her deal? She did research and worked for the company and knows exactly what it does to people. Dun, dun, dun. So now they've got their key witness that will break the whole thing open. But with all good television, there's a but. She's not allowed to testify any of her research. Well, her research is done by Grinko, and it was basically all destroyed, too. But anything that she wanted to say and talk about is not permissible in court. Yeah. And Elijah's not so happy this go around. Now you got upset Sydney and upset Elijah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because this is a key witness. She's allowed on the stand, but can't talk about any of the work that she had actually done. They're screwed. But there's another but. This time, it's Sydney that saves the day. With one silly little question. Sydney asks the doctor if there is anything that she wanted to say to Mr. Soriano. And she says it even when the judge is yelling at her. Oh, the whole thing's chaos. Like, everybody's screaming. The witness is screaming, I'm sorry. We knew better. We shouldn't have done it. Uh, Sydney and Elijah are screaming all kinds of stuff at the judge because the judge is banging her gavel like her life depended on it. The opposing attorneys, I think they're losing their mind, ready to just kill everyone because they know they're losing now. Mm-hmm. And, and the- that jury. Yeah, they're like, oh, shit. That courtroom was, uh, that had been I- fun to be there. I would I'd have been in the audience screaming for the hell of it. Like, get a mother! It would have been great. I could have been in Agreed. contempt with Elijah and, and uh, Sydney. That could have been fun. Oh, you would have enjoyed sitting in a jail cell with them. I know. I've been like, what's up, guys? So uh, how much does it cost to get out of here? <laughs> and you're right? like, great, I'm screwed. I'm going to have to give up a kidney to get out of here. Right. So they end up finding their way out of contempt. This is now uh, Sydney's second time in one episode. Way to go, mm-hmm. Sydney. Uh, and we get to her closing arguments. And I just love her. She's so riveting, right? I mean, I think she got the jury hook, line, and sinker. That speech gave me, like, physical chills. My favorite part of that speech, in here, we get to say what kind of world this We want this to be. Yep. wonder who wrote that. Should probably talk to that guy. <clears throat> probably a pretty cool person. Right. Just a little. So the jury goes to deliberate. Sydney's outside talking to Jake uh, about kind of his case, her case, him needing uh, the ex-husband again. She gets a text message, verdict is in, head back to court. 
and it's the moment of truth. What's the journey to decide? What do they decide? They're freaking rich. (laughs) Green coat coat is in trouble. They lost. They are going to be held responsible for the cancer and ultimately the death of Mr. Soriano. Yeah. I think they got a total of uh, like 46 million or so between the two. And you see the moment where the family hugs because although they all know his life is ending soon, they will be okay. They will be okay. And that was the biggest relief for him. And I think I kind of maybe cried a little bit seeing that just knowing like he can just die now. Like you could see that on his face that he's like, they're okay. I don't have to stress and worry. I can die. Yeah. And that powerful settlement. Mm -hmm. I'm tearing up thinking about it. The looks everybody shares. You see Sydney looking at the family. You see Sydney sharing a look with Anthony, sharing a look with her father. And then, which we did not discuss, something gets passed in the middle of that. A beer? A celebratory beer? Not quite. Oh, what? What? A little pad of sticky notes with one simple message on it. Change the world. I'm pretty sure in the first cut, the first take, though, on the on the sticky note, it said... The Bluff City podcast is awesome. I'm pretty sure that's what it said. I'm I think Jay is right. Yeah. We should ask Dean. I bet you Dean would confirm that. I'm almost positive. Okay. My favorite yes. part of all of that yeah. is Dean tweeted recently that that originally was going to be a callback, but they changed it to be written on a sticky note. I love that sticky note passing. Yeah. It's good stuff. All right. So uh, we see them celebrating uh, a well-fought uh, and great victory. There's a meeting in the office between Sydney and Elijah. And I love her for this because she's talking about vacation time and car allowance and she's getting her ducks in a row. Right. Smart girl. I'm coming. I'm coming back. This is what I need. And then the bomb drops. Oh shit. Yeah, we couldn't just have a victory. There has to be a twist. Has to be a twist. And what a twist it is. What is it? What is it? Hey Dad. (laughs) As Emerson walks in the room. Yeah. Yeah. And now we know. That Sydney has a half brother. Yeah, look at this. I just—they're having a good conversation. Sydney's feeling good. Door bus open. The hey dad look on everyone's face, and then what did he just call you? Yep, and then fade to black. And you're like, no! Oh my goodness! I did not see that coming, and I'm mad I didn't see it coming. I didn't see it coming. nothing coming. You know, I didn't either until I watched it again. Me too. So. When she first gets back to the law office and she's kind of being introduced to the people that are there that maybe she didn't know and he walks by and he runs. He, he wants runs and did her. you see did you see the look on his face like, oh crap, she's here. Yeah. And I did not notice that the first time around. Even when he has the paper with the N D on it, you could tell he's scared. She's, yeah. He's scared yeah. of her. Yeah. So if you have this on D V D V R, if you have this on D V R. Go back and, and watch that scene when they first meet because he definitely looks like something's up. And I'm kind of mad I didn't catch that right away. Same. Dang he's it. just a kid. That also gets me. Yeah, but he's like 20. He's in his 20s. He's been around for quite some time. It's not like it's like a three or four year old. He's an adult. Well, I mean, he's an adult, but he's a kid. Obviously, he's been around. Obviously, infidelity and hello it gets to be in her face every day yeah so this is definitely gonna definitely gonna cause some issues down the road but we'll have to wait for next week for that 
let's uh let's get into our first section we'll have of all our podcasts our legal brief we'll uh each do a quick legal brief which is our character selection for the episode and it's not necessarily like our favorite or most impactful or emotional it's somebody that we chose from the episode that stuck out for some reason that you just feel like you got to talk about it who wants to go first I will. i'll go first Oh, go ahead. Matt. Everybody's going to go first. I want to go first because she's going to steal my person. <laughs> no, I'm not. Well, then I'm going to go with the obvious person of the episode, which is Sydney Strait. She had a lot of big decisions to make. A lot of things happened in her life. She lost her mother. She does not like her father. She's leaving a big cushy corporate job, fighting for the bad guy. So she probably kind of didn't mind leaving that a little bit because it's got to be a yucky feeling to go back and work with her family and then has to do with this massive case that it's not just uh money's on the line it's a family's future and the way that she handled everything and went in their guns a blazing makes you want to root for her makes you want to be behind her in anything that she does yeah. and i just loved that gusto and that fire in her belly mm -hmm. as well as getting to see the softer side of her and knowing that she's a very complex person. Sydney straight for the win. I, I, I mean, I, I don't know how you don't agree with her. There's just so much about her. That's amazing. But can I tell you that I knew early on Jimmy Smith was coming on board. I was excited about that. Then I got the casting news about Caitlin McGee. I'm like, what? Who, who is this? Like, this doesn't work. And sorry, Caitlin. But I was like, oh man, is this really gonna I'm not so sure about this. And so again, sorry, Caitlin. Sorry about that. But then you watch this episode and I, aren't you just blown away the, from start to finish? Like, how, where is has, she a, how is she not a household name? Where has She's she been all my life? Jobs. Yeah. Like, hello, Caitlin. Why have you not been on my TV for the last 20 years? Where, dang it. So. I, I mean, I, she was probably like seven, but. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, maybe not twenty years, but you get the and point. And it's a good thing that she's an adult actor and you know not a child actor. No, she's fabulous, hundred percent. And and you guys know me. I never admit being wrong, like never. Uh -huh. So Caitlin, take that as a win because right. <laughs> Jay's not wrong even when he is wrong. <laughs> yeah, I'm never wrong. True story. I'm never wrong. Yeah, but I admit I was a hundred percent wrong my initial reaction, and I'm so glad she's part of the show, Ariel. All right, so my initial character was going to be Sydney, and then I was thinking about it, and I picked Carolyn Strait. And you know why? Why? She might not be in the episode at all in a person role, mm -hmm. but she is the driving force behind the show. She's the reason that Elijah and Sydney get back together. She's pushing Jake towards a role he might not be comfortable in. Uh, she is literally the reason the show exists if she did not die sydney would not go back to the law firm she is constantly trying to get her husband and her daughter to speak when they're sitting in the little uh porch outside he even makes a comment elijah like your mother would be laughing right now if she saw us here and even sydney's like yeah but we're quiet right so she's behind the show she's a driving force she's a legacy she displays love and i think i think she's underrated because she doesn't exist i mean she does <laughs> just not in the physical Sense. Right, but I will agree with you. I mean, you make some very solid points. Yeah, definitely uh, impactful in a lot of ways. There, I don't know how you choose for this episode. I really mm -hmm. don't. Um, Everybody is so defined. Even those that only got a few minutes that we got to see of them. I am gonna go with 
uh, Elijah straight though, partially because none of you knuckleheads did. Um, partially I went because with Sydney. Um, because I just feel this is a guy who obviously has done a lot of good, and then at the same time, some things that are not so good. So he's got some demons and obviously some family problems. But I feel like he did a good job coming back together with Sydney, uh, trying to piece that back together. I love how when she asked that question and that turned the whole case around, that he even admitted to her, I think he said, like, I've done 400 cases and I'll do 400 more and I would never have come up with that question. Like, really gave her the credit for the whole thing. So he's, uh, I don't know, I think he's going to be a good dude. And I see the looks on your face and you're like, no, he's not. But I think he is. I think he's got some good qualities. I think he's got some not so good qualities as well. Next section, potential objections. This is where we'll talk about a emotional or emotionally charged part of the show that meant something to us. We really enjoyed. We thought made a huge difference. Something like that. You pick a scene, tell us why you chose it, and we will choose to potentially object to while yours is not as good as ours who wants to go first with that one oh ariel go first all right you just want to say objection (laughs) he does oh i'm sure she does so one of the things i liked about this episode is there's a couple parallels in the show that you see in the beginning and towards the end they're kind of reversed uh in the beginning you have elijah and sydney in their in his home and they're talking about why or why she should not come back to the law firm one of the first times I think during the show that or during the episode that I literally stopped and went, oh, is when he's talking and he's talking and she goes, dad, I don't like you. And like the look on his face when it drops. And then later on in the episode when he's talking about how he can help her channel that passion, what we're winning and losing, all of that part of the scene. And you see a kind, it kind of twist and turn. You're almost seeing her kind of see her father in a different light. And then the exact same parallel flipping at the very end again. We have that moment. And that's the most emotional part of that entire episode. It's emotional in three different ways. So yes. Go ahead, Beth. Go ahead. Yell it. (laughs) Objection. All right, I'm ready to hear your argument, Beth. Go ahead. Out of all of the different things that happened in this episode to make the cases happen, to make the relationships happen, you're going to go with the, I don't like you, well, but you're my daughter. What's like, better? Come on. You got to give me a better. Yeah. What's, what's better? better? Yeah. Sydney's closing statements. Sydney, not just her closing statement, Sydney in the courtroom, emotionally charged, throwing everything she had at it, figuring out how to ask the right question, knowing that, hey, I can't use any of your research, but I'm going to ask you the one question that I know is going to turn this jury around. I'm going to ask you about your feelings, what you want to say. And then I'm going to tell the jury that they have the power. Because how many times does a little person feel like they don't have the power? And Sydney is putting it in their hands and saying, you get to change the world. I mean, she doesn't say that exactly. But she puts it in their hands and says, you make the decision. You decide. Sydney in the courtroom was phenomenal and completely emotions on all sorts of different levels. That, to me, encompasses the most impactful part of the entire episode. All right. I'm going to partially sustain your argument because I think uh, yours may be a little more impactful than Ariel's. However, I also object to yours. How rude. Well, that's the way the cookie crumbles in this podcast. And here's why. 
I think maybe one of the obvious moments is the end with our little shocker, but I think I have to choose that as the most emotionally impactful because we had this hour long journey where we learned a little bit of the background while why everything wasn't good. We watched them kind of fight their way through it, good and bad, all the way through the end to winning to actually seeing Sydney like smiling and jovial on his couch as they're talking and being silly to one another when the hey dad walks in and just the look on her face, how everything changed instantly again. We were so invested in this episode and so happy that maybe things were going to come together nicely just to have this pitchfork thrown at us right there at the end. And again, fade to black. Boom. It's over. Sustained. I will sustain it similarly with mine. I think it's just as impactful as mine. I think it's two separate things, though. You have the side of the law part of it, and then you have, like, the background, the family drama side to it. And it's, they're kind of going parallel the entire time, so. Well. Can we, can we just agree that Ariel loses this one and Jay and I win? My argument was the same as Jay's. <laughs> you Literally. Know, no, you know, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna say, we're gonna, we're gonna call back to when I said I'm never wrong and I'm not, so I must be right about what I just picked. <sighs> But we'll, um, we'll let our listeners decide. Let us know on Twitter, at Bluff City Pod. Let us know what your moment was. All right. So surprise section to the podcast that you guys are not prepared for. Oh, God. Nervous. Bluff City Trivia. I have created oh, two questions shit. about the episode to see how much you guys paid attention. Are they multiple oh. choice? No. I'm going to fail. So I'm going to give you two questions. I only did two. And then I'm going to ask you for next week when we do episode two, I'll come up with two questions, but I would like you each to come up with a question for me. Sound fair? Sounds fair. All right. I'm going to lose still and I hate losing. Early on in the episode, as they're discussing a mare farm, they discuss their court record of wins and losses so far. What was their win-loss record? Zero losses. (laughs) That part is correct. How many wins? 400? (laughs) <laughs> no, that's how many uh-huh. cases Elijah said he did. Right. So if there's zero losses, it'd be 400 wins. No, we're not talking about Elijah. We're talking, we're talking about, about Amerifar. Overall. Oh, 180 uh, something? No. 68. 68 is correct. Hey! So you didn't know the damn question to begin with, but you knew the answer. What the hell? That's generally how I work. Oh, man. I'm going to make a great question. social worker. Yeah, you're going to be something. She scares me. All right, question number two. This one is tougher because I think it was only in one scene for about 0.03 seconds. I'm good at noticing background things. I'm not. Oh, I am. What street is Straight and Associates on the corner of? B.B. King's Lane. Good guess, but no. MLK. MLK is correct. Dr. MLK. It is correct. I win! (laughs) It is correct. Very good. Very good. And I totally just guessed. Good job. All right. So not too shabby. Good podcast episode. Are you guys excited for uh, the next episode? Cannot wait. Can it happen right now? (laughs) I don't think it works that way. I don't think it works that way. Another week to wait. So if you want more Bluff City Law stuff, somemanyshows.com has, uh, we're going to have written reviews and recaps. Obviously our podcast here, we will have a live reaction show after the East Coast airing of the show every night on somanyshows.com. So look for that link. You can listen live anywhere from your tablet, phone, laptop, streaming device, whatever you got. So uh, look forward to that. 
we do plan on talking to Dean George Harris and a couple of the cast along the way, so it should be a good time. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for hanging out with us. All right, we're out of here. See you. Adios. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and visit so many shows.com.